Hello, everybody, and welcome to Rebecca Fisk, your psychic next door. Uh, happy February. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, you know, and I know we've got a couple minutes left in the game. Uh, for those of you who uh, are Tampa Bay fans, okay, okay, yeah, it was a, it was a good game for you guys. Uh, and I'm only going to talk about sports for one second, and then we'll move on. So uh, I was voting for, or rooting for, I should say, Kansas City, because I like to root for the underdog. Um, but, wow, you know, they just did not hold a good of, of offensive line. They did not do a good job of protecting the quarterback, in my opinion. And uh, I have not seen that many penalties against the team, in, you know, except in hockey. So, uh, and, and granted, I, I don't watch sports all the time, but uh, my personal, very novice opinion about the game. Uh, Anyway, um, I thought uh, the weekend did a good job for the halftime show. That was pretty cool. Um, and so that's my whole little uh, critique of the Super Bowl. <laughs> so anyway, I hope you had a good time today, whatever you chose to do. Uh, my kid and I made it a pajama day for the most part today just because uh, why not? Normally uh, we would be uh, hanging out with friends for a Super Bowl party or something, and obviously uh, that was not happening. So we just stayed in and had a really mellow day, and uh, uh, except for my hooting and hollering watching the game, <laughs> which my kiddo pretty much ignored. Uh, so anyway, uh, happy Sunday night. Um, hey, Garrett, thank you so much for being here tonight. How are you? I'm awesome. I can't wait for the show tonight. I think you've got a bunch of new callers, and I'm not going to tell you, but I think there's going to be a general theme that none of them knew about when they called in. Well, that's cool. It's very interesting how that always kind of works out. So uh, mm-hmm. I guess we shall see. Anyway, very grateful that you're here with me tonight. Uh, always enjoy doing this more when you're here. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, you know, we're going to get right into it. It's Valentine's month in case you haven't noticed already. Um, and, you know, it's very interesting. There are so many issues coming up for people right now. Not so much the normal, oh, my gosh, I don't have a date for Valentine's Day, because we're not really going out much. I know that, um, you know, I'm in, I'm in Southern California here in L.A. County. Um, the outdoor dining is opening in some places. Um, and, you know, just because they're opening locally in my community doesn't mean they've actually opened yet. But, you know, this whole thing about anticipating Valentine's Day and whether or not you have a significant other in your life and whether or not you're going to go out to, you know, some spectacular Valentine's uh, celebration, it's all a bit different this year. So I know for me, because I've done so much work on myself over this last year, year and a half, uh, Valentine's Day has a very different meaning and significance for me this year than it has in the past. Uh, last year, I kind of started with, uh, you know, the self-love thing right around Valentine's Day. And remember, you know, we hadn't shut down yet uh, for COVID or anything. So uh, last year, I, I got myself some flowers, and I was really happy to do that. But at the time, I actually realized I was triggered by a lot of things. And I actually went into a place of kind of feeling sorry for myself that I wasn't really in the relationship that I wanted to be in. And even though there were people around me who were showing interest, uh, it still wasn't what I wanted. And I felt a disconnect from myself, even though I talked a lot about self-love and was doing some things that resembled self-love. Whereas this year, I really am in a place of loving myself. I'm not looking for validation from other people anymore, which is a huge growth for me. And the realization that I would look to other people to tell me who I am. There's, there's, you know, I was giving all my power away. And, you know, I know a lot of people talk about that. Oh, you're giving your power away. You're not empowered. Um, you know, and the thing is that there is some truth to all of that. Um, I think it's kind of funny that I work in a very uh, holistic kind of field, if you will. 
where it is self-help. And it is about supporting people to um, become their best selves and teaching them to love themselves and teaching them uh, that it's okay to be where they are and that it is a process. And really, you know, learning what it is to love yourself unconditionally and let go of the judgment. And it's a process. Like, I know that this is something where, because I am who I am and I've chosen to do the work that I do, I've also made a commitment for myself to grow. And so I know that I will continue to do that in my life. I want to be a lifelong learner. Uh, and the, the things that I want to learn about may not be what most people want to learn about. But when we get into these words of empowerment and power, you know, taking back your power from a situation, you know, there are a lot of people who say, well, I don't even know what that means, okay? Does that mean bully somebody or does that mean get mad or what does that really mean? And so first of all, holding your own power, your own center, feeling empowered means having a sense of, first of all, clarity about who you are, living in alignment with choices that are in your own best interest and loving yourself. This is my own personal definition about what what empowerment is. It means that I make decisions based on how a a choice is going to make me feel, based on whether or not this is a choice that is going to take me closer to creating the life that I want to be living is, you know, if it comes to relationship, is this somebody who, who fills me up with joy? And if there's a challenge, do they show up to, to talk with me to work through whatever um, the, the discord or misalignment might be? You know, because we all have situations where something comes up where, you know, we don't agree on something. But there are ways to have respectful conversations. There are ways to have uh, conversations where, wow, this situation happened, and I realized that my feelings were hurt, but I'm looking at this and I'm realizing this was a trigger from something from my past. Are you willing to sit in this with me and talk to me and be supportive and allow me to process it? Will you show up for me, not just create the safe space for me that this can come up, but then will you actually allow me to be in it and hold the space and love me anyway, even if I'm crying or I'm upset, can you hold that space for me? So do I have those kinds of relationships in my life? And if, I, if I'm having a relationship with somebody and that's not what's happening or they're triggering me and they're not willing to show up or they turn it around and won't take responsibility for something that maybe they've done some, it's something that didn't make me feel good. Um, It's about being in relationships with people who take responsibility for themselves. And so even though that particular thing is something where I'm getting information from someone outside myself, I still keep coming back to how do I feel in this moment? Do I feel peaceful? Do I feel like things are in alignment? Um, Do I feel like I'm empowered to make whatever choice I want to make? And I can even change my mind. And is whoever I'm in relationship with going to allow me to change my mind and just know that, yeah, I have new information. Maybe I don't want to make that choice now. So empowerment and taking my power back. Uh, Empowerment is, is being empowered in the moment now, feeling centered, feeling grounded, uh, feeling like I am making the choices that I want to make from within myself. Not because I think it'll get a reaction from somebody, not because I want to manipulate somebody, not because I want them to tell me how good I am or any of that, but simply because it's the choice that I want to make. So that's empowered. When I talk about taking your power back, um, I actually talk about doing visualizations or letter writing to take your power back from something that's already happened. Because what happens is we end up attracting people to us who match the vibrational energy that we're in. Everything in the universe is vibrational energy. And I know I've talked about that. And so I will attract to me the perfect people for me to heal the parts of myself that need to be healed. And sometimes I will attract somebody to me only for that reason. 
the only purpose for them to show up in my life is to, is to trigger something in me that needs to be healed. And it's possible that after the trigger happens, they will no longer be in my life. And it's also possible that these, you know, that, that person may show up and say, you know, if I say, well, I'm triggered, they may say, okay, well, how can I help? How can I help you heal this issue? Because when we have a disagreement with somebody or we have a reaction to something that happens in our current life, it's always in response to something that happened in our past. So when, when you're in a relationship with somebody now and they say something and you have this way over the top reaction, it's because they're triggering a response from something that feels bad, that's familiar based on something that happened in your past. You don't ha- actually have the issue with the person in front of you. So the way to heal that is to get the trigger and go, wow, okay, this happened. It's reminding me of this from my past. So what I always do in, is I go back and I look at the, the person that I actually had the issue with and I write a letter a stream of consciousness letter, not to send, but to allow the emotions that are bubbling over right now to be released from myself now. Because basically, you know, when I talk about you're carrying baggage, yeah, that's baggage from my past. I, care, I brought it with me, and now a way for me to unpack it is to write a letter to that person, say anything and everything that I've ever wanted to say, in a way that triggers the emotions so that they can come out of my body in a safe, you know, like if I have tears or, you know, maybe I want to get angry. I always suggest that we do these letters um, in a safe space by ourselves. But that if we trigger sadness, we let ourselves cry. If we trigger anger, you know, hit some pillows or scream into the pillows. Or, you know, if you're not alone and need to go get in the car and go for a drive, it's a great thing to be wearing masks these days because we can scream in the car and nobody can see us. But anyway, so you want to give yourself the opportunity to release these emotions that you no longer need to carry. And so once you've written the letter, once you feel like, ah, okay, I've released all this emotion, I'm, I'm done for now, uh, take it outside and tear it up and throw it away. And as you tear it up, ask for the energy to be changed into light and love for the highest good. And you can do this letter writing process with anyone that you have an issue with. And sometimes you have to write more than one letter. You know, after my mother died, it's been a lot of years now. But, you know, my mom and I were really close. I talked to her almost every day. And so when she died, I was really angry that she had left me. It triggered a whole abandonment thing for me, which had been an issue. And so I was really angry, and I wrote her a letter every day for probably three months and was just angry. And then finally, one day, I showed up to write a letter to her, and it was like, oh, I don't have anything to say. So I knew that I was kind of clear on that. And then, of course, stuff's come up here and there since, but, um, but it helped clear a lot of that energy, and it really helped me process through my grief. Uh, you know, and so that's also, you know, we all grieve in different ways. We have to allow whatever that process is for us. So coming back to taking my power back, when I clear out the baggage of emotions that I have carried from these past relationships, I can also do a visualization in addition to writing the letters. And there are a couple of ways you can do this. You can imagine that you're back at that interaction with this person. And you can imagine taking the conversation in a different direction. You can also just kind of energetically imagine that you're scooping up whatever energy of yours was left there and that you're bringing it back to yourself. Okay. Um, there's one other visualization that I do, and it's, it's cord cutting. And you visualize your higher self above yourself. And you visualize your, the other person's higher self above them. And there, there's a white light umbilical cord that connects the two of you. So you can visualize these huge scissors coming up and cutting that umbilical cord. And the part that's connected to you comes back into your energy field. And the part that's connected to them goes back into their energy field. So you're still both fed from the source of God above, but you're no longer connected to each other. 
So as you're doing that, you can also imagine if you've had a lot of entanglement with this person, you can imagine kind of unweaving the web and pulling all of that back into your energy field as well. And if it's somebody you've had a long history with or a lot of issues with, you may have to do the cord cutting on more than one occasion. But it really does help bring your energy back into yourself, okay? So in those situations, in those relationships, where we were made to feel like we're not enough or we're too much or you're too emotional or too sensitive or whatever, but not made to feel like you are enough and worthy. In those relationships, we need to bring love for ourselves back into fill where those spaces were, were full of, of the negative talk. Because what happens is, especially when we're getting those messages when we're young, we take that in and it becomes our self-talk. Oh, see, you can't do anything right, or, or you're stupid, or, um, you know, why did you even bother trying? You know, a lot of that stuff happens, and we want to get rid of those thoughts. We want to get rid of that self-talk. Instead, we want to say, oh, you know what? It wasn't meant to be. We can try again. What's another approach to this? I know it's really disappointing. Let's sit in that disappointment for a few minutes. Maybe you want to get angry about it. Maybe you want to have a good cry about it. And then let's sit down in this and see what's another approach. Because the only failure is not trying. I mean, really, you know, we don't really like the word failure, but it's actually an opportunity to try to do something a different way. And I love Edison for this because, you know, Edison tried to make a light bulb over a thousand times before he was successful. And somebody said, well, you know, you failed so many times. You know, why did you keep going? And basically Edison's response to that was, well, I didn't fail. I just discovered over a thousand ways to not make a light bulb. So if you don't get your desired results, it doesn't mean you failed. It means that there's another solution that's better than what you've tried so far. That's all. And if we start looking at our life and the things we want to learn and the things we want to do and the ways we want to succeed as opportunities to learn and grow and that there may be lessons along the way that actually give us an opportunity for a better outcome when we finally find the success that we're actually searching for, our, our life and our path and our journey is going to be a lot more enjoyable. So, you know, sometimes there's a detour when we're traveling on the road, and it's a happy accident. We end up discovering something that we never would have discovered along the way. And so try to have that, that kind of childlike wonder about what are these experiences going to look like, you know, and allow yourself to get excited about it. Um, it's a beautiful thing to have that wonderment about, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to discover today. Because we get to have that every day if we choose to have that attitude. If you're not having that experience when you wake up in the morning thinking, wow, it's a new day. What do I want to do with this today? What's something that I want to discover? Or what's one thing that I want to do differently to help myself? Or what's one new thing I want to learn? If you're not having that experience, what's one thing that you can do to start creating that for yourself, okay? Uh, so getting back to where I am now versus where I was with Valentine's Day a year ago. So Valentine's Day for me a year ago was, okay, I bought myself flowers. I was really happy to buy myself flowers. And I've got to tell you, you know, I'm always honest. Garrett knows I'm always honest. <laughs> Um, you know, so being honest, last year it was like, okay, I'm going to buy the flowers, and I bought the flowers for myself, and see, you don't have to buy me flowers. I can buy flowers for myself. That's kind of how I was feeling when I bought the flowers for myself. It wasn't just about, oh, those are beautiful. I would really love to have those. I'm going to buy them for myself. It was not that. This year... I can't wait to get my flowers on Valentine's Day, and it's genuine. I'm super excited. I ordered my flowers. I am getting 50 long-stem red roses for Valentine's Day, and I can't wait to get them because Costco doesn't do anything halfway. 
So if you go in and you order a bouquet of roses from Costco, it's 50. It's two 25-stem bundles in one box. So I'm super excited. <laughs> and I might buy myself some, flour, or some chocolates. I haven't decided. Depends on how I feel. But right now, I'm just super excited that I'm getting flowers. I can't wait. I'm, I'm super, super happy. So uh, it's just a different place. And here's the thing, and this is super, super important if you take nothing else away from, from what I'm talking about right now. The person you're going to spend the rest of your life with is you. I'll say it again. The person you're going to spend the rest of your life with is you. We are so programmed to think, oh, you've got to get married and have kids, or you've got to have a partner, or, you know, you know, oh, it's that whole thing about, you know, people saying, oh, well, everybody else is getting engaged. How come you're not engaged? Or how come you're not married? Or, you know, it's like, no, our lives, our individual lives are not about us being coupled. We are not a species who is, you know, at a threat of, of becoming extinct. We don't have to get married and have a family now. You know, a couple generations ago, you know, there was more of a, we, you know, let's, let's keep people on the planet. We're not there now. You know, it's, there were anthropologists in the, I think it's like late 70s, early 80s, who predicted billions fewer people on the planet than we have now. Billions fewer. So we're, we're good. We got enough people on the, on the planet. The humans are, are, so far, they're doing pretty good. Even with the pandemic, we're doing pretty well. So the thing is, we are not, you know, we're, if we're following the instincts of us as a species, it isn't an automatic coupling and having kids now. It's not as strong, really. Uh, there are kids coming up, generation behind me and even behind them, who don't necessarily feel a need to have children. So it comes back to now it's about you loving yourself. Do you like yourself? Do you love yourself? And we're living longer for the most part. So do you love yourself enough that you want to get up and be with yourself every single morning? And I'll give you a little bit more of an insight on that. Um, I was engaged in my 20s. And I broke up with him two months before the wedding. I got the invitation, and I thought, there's no way. I can't do this. I can't marry him. I, I was already lonely, and I knew if I married him, I would never leave him. Good person, but we had a lot of issues. And I never spoke up about anything then. Not that I was ever completely shy, but I, it, it was way too scary for me to speak up. I did not have my voice then. And that's, you know, because I was abused, and there were some other things that went on there. But it was not safe for me to speak up. So I didn't speak up. But when the invitations came, I just, there was no way I could marry him. So I backed out. After six years, I backed out two months before the wedding. And I have to tell you that I remember after I gave him the ring back, I gave him the ring back. I was at my house and I walked into the house and I closed the door to my room and I took a big sigh of relief and I thought to myself, now I can get some peace in my life. Which is, I didn't even know I felt that way. But I also remember the next morning waking up, because we had lived together. I remember waking up in the morning, and I was so afraid of, that, of how that whole thing was going to be different and not having him there. But I woke up in the morning, and I remember thinking, oh, I get to wake up with myself. I'm whole. All of me is here for me. And that's a peaceful place. So fall in love with you and your own life first if you're looking for a relationship. Because when you can become whole and complete and really love yourself and love your life, not only will you attract people to you who vibrate in that same frequency and you'll get to decide whether or not you want to be in a relationship with someone else, 
but you get to create your life the way that you want to. And when you're responsible for your own happiness, you get to be happy every moment of every day if you choose to, because you're not dependent on anyone else. You don't need to be validated by anyone else. You are lovable and enough and amazing right now just the way you are. And if you don't feel that, send me an email and I'll start giving you some reminders. Okay, so that's my little talk for Valentine's Day. I know that actually next Sunday, my next show is Valentine's Day. So I would love it if you want to come and hang out with me. Uh, Garrett, are you still okay to be here on Valentine's Day? Well, you know, I got them all lining up down the street, so I'll see what I I can do. Uh, okay. Um, okay, so on that note, a couple of different things. Uh, I am starting a VIP membership group. If you are interested in that, send me an email, Rebecca at IamRebecca.com. Uh, if you don't get on the show tonight with a question for me, or maybe you'd like to ask me a question, but you really don't want to talk on the radio, you can also send an email question to Rebecca at IamRebecca.com. I'm choosing one question to, to read and, and answer on the air each week on this show. And um, the website is RebeccaFist.com. So uh, if you have questions or you want to schedule a session with me, uh, reach out to me. And um, I love my work and I love the privilege of doing this work. So thank you for that. Uh, okay. And then also, uh, if for some reason you want to ask a question and you can't get through or you know, for whatever reason, um, one of my uh, very good friends, another great psychic, uh, her name is Stephanie Gerard. She also has a show on Tuesday morning, uh, and she airs at 8 a.m. Pacific time uh, on this network. So uh, Stephanie is amazing and wonderful, and uh, we kind of uh, help each other out. And sometimes, occasionally, we do shows together. So uh, we may be doing one of those again sometime soon. Uh, But anyway, so try to support her, and uh, she's amazing. She does uh, different types of work than I do, but just just an amazing healer. So uh, look her up, Stephanie Gerard. Okay, um, Garrett, I think I want to go ahead and get to some of the questions. Uh, okay. And then at some point I will I will answer the email question. So uh, I am ready whenever you are. Okay, and, we're going to um, take. Mm, go ahead. Go ahead. I just was thinking, I know we didn't do the three, the breaths or a visualization. Um, I kind of just want to get to the callers, honestly. Okay, let's do it. Okay. We got them lined up. We got a ton of people calling okay. in tonight. Um, we do have a common theme for the show tonight, but our first call is coming from Luz, and she's calling about relationships, but that's not the t- theme of the show. We're going to find out shortly. Luz, you're live with Rebecca Fisk, your psychic next door. Good evening. Hi, Thank you for taking my call. And oh, yes, so I welcome. am. I am aligned with Valentine, so I want to know about relationships and uh, where that's heading. Okay, and are you seeing somebody now? Sort of. It's okay. Like, what's up. the first name? Uh, his first name? Yes. Uh, Brandon. Okay. All right. Hang on one second. Okay, so Brandon, um, I get that he's interested, but he, you know, you're more interested than he is, is my initial impression, and you're wanting things to go a little more quickly than he does. I feel like he likes you. He just takes longer to get to know people, takes longer for him to let people in, and so it's just like you're just operating at two different speeds. So if you can just kind of relax and allow and, and see what happens, um, he's, he's very slow. You know, it's, it's almost like the image I see is he's sitting in a chair and you're kind of dancing around him and he's still kind of sitting in the chair and, you know, three songs have played and you've gotten up and danced and he's still trying to decide if he's going to get up and dance with you. So those are the, <laughs> those are the literal images that I see. He's very solid. Like he, who he says he is, he absolutely is. But I also get that he's a bit reserved. Um, mm-hmm. and, and again, just very slow to make any decisions. So okay. there's, there's a, there's a part of him that is, 
I, I, it's stubbornness, but also there's a lot of fear there. So I don't know if, if it's just that it was a bad relationship or if, or if he's a widow, it, but it feels like the energy of being widowed. He, he's that shy about relationship again and about really trusting someone and letting them in. So you just have to be patient if you want this to be the relationship for you. He's going to move very, very, very slowly. So it's up to you. You know, if you want something that's going to move more quickly, you, you may have to stay open to other possibilities. Again, I see that he likes you, but he just moves so incredibly slowly. It may not be a match for you speed-wise. Okay. Okay? That's good, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I, keep I, us posted. Thank you. Thank you, Luz. Okay, and our next caller is Sharon, and Sharon is calling about her career. Sharon, welcome to Rebecca Fisk, your psychic next door. Hi, Hi Rebecca. Hi there. How can I help? Hi. <laughs> well, um, just um, this happened out of the blue sooner than later. I, I, nothing ever happens to me. I shouldn't say that, but it happened out of the blue. I got promoted at work. You did mm-hmm. say that, by the way, too. I think I called about, I don't know, six or eight weeks ago. You said I was going to get a promotion. Do you, and it's it's a really good it's I'm, I love it but do you feel it lasting okay, think I'm going to be there for a while I hope so because I really like the job I'm going to get I mean everything's going to mesh well with the team and everything and it's going to work out for me how's that it, it, it will I love the visualization so hold on to that so the other thing is you know okay so breathe and relax into this um, you have such a desire to do everything right, and the learning curve is never comfortable for you. It's, and it's not because you don't enjoy the process. You do. You like learning new things. Um, mm-hmm. You like taking ownership of the new skills that you have to learn. You do all of that. The problem is that you, have, you, you know that other people are relying on you to step into this role and you're not ready, and so you kind of start feeling bad that they're needing you and you're not ready. You have to let that go. Everyone expects okay. a learning curve. So as far as you getting acclimated and, and assimilating all of this new information, I'm hearing June. It, it's going to start to feel really good for you. So it, it, now the other thing that's interesting is um, because everything is so weird right now with COVID, my impression is that this company starts doing vacations around June. So you may see that people are rotating in and out because of vacation time. So that's also going to make things a little bit more relaxed. Uh, but I see you being there for a while. And if you decide to change, those will, that will be the change. Um, I also see that there may be some, some shifts with this in or about August. And that may be more, you know, if you're working more at the office versus if you're working remotely part of the time. So I'm hearing August to September is when that may go, may go back to more of the normal thing. But I feel like it's all going to be okay. And this is all in perfect alignment for you. You've worked really hard. You're actually going to get to relax when you finally get to this place. And I do feel like you love it. And I feel like you will continue to love it. Um, and there's, you know, there's, there's somebody there. I, I feel like this is a very masculine energy, but, but there, you know, this is somebody who is, you know, maybe either, I don't know that this is your direct boss or it's two levels up, but somebody is going to take notice of you and really see that you're somebody that can be trusted. And that's going to be something that's going to work for you for your benefit with this company. So uh, you're doing great. And, and thank you, by the way, for the validation. So I, you know, I appreciate yeah, you did. knowing that. That I that I told you, <laughs> and it happened. Thank you for that. For it came out that. of the blue, but yeah, I know I still have a lot to learn. But thank you. You can get your next call. I know you have a you have a lot of people tonight. Thank you very thank much, you, Sharon. And both of you. You're very accurate. Right, Goodbye. <laughs> All right. Take good care. Bye, Sharon. Okay. Thank you, Sharon. Always lovely to have you call in. Our next caller is Patricia, and she's calling on a legal matter. And Patricia, you're live with Rebecca Fisk, your psychic next door. Hi, Patricia. Thank you. Hi, Rebecca. Thank you, Gary. Thank you both for taking my call. Um, first off, I would like to say I've never been on the end of someone actually calling the law on me and then, you know, making accusations that are not true. And so this involves a family member who um, is incapacitated mentally and um, okay. has been most of his life, and my father passed and 14, and this is what me, my brothers, and sisters would do when my before my father passed, 
God rest his soul, he would go in the hospital from time to time, and we would have to go and see about his incapacitated brother. Well, my twin brother now is in charge of seeing to him, and he has this woman of his that really don't want anyone. She calls the law on him. Don't want anyone coming over there to when he goes out of town. We're just doing the things that we've been doing, you know, before she came in the picture. And so um, today I went over there to take food because my brother was out of town. And um, she did allow him to open the door, but as soon as he opened the door, she stood in the doorway of me coming in, and I had to tell her, get out the way so I could feed him. And she ran in the back. I know what I'll do. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to call the police. Call whoever you like. And when the police came out, I showed them the papers, um, guardian papers, and just right. told them, this is what I'm here to do. Right. You know, this is normally what we do. And um, one officer talked to her, and he talked to her, and he was writing things down, saying she said you tried to knock her over or you tried to get her. And I, I said, oh, my God, I don't have time for that. I said, I care less about this person my sole interest is my uncle, and it just kind of went from there. Um, but the officer just was not hearing me, it seems like. And, you know, uh, she made this report. I said, well, I need to talk to uh, a supervisor. So I am the supervisor. So he was so ugly. And I okay. just want to know, do you see this going anywhere? Do I need to... Um, pursue this like I said I was, I was going to go down there and talk to someone tomorrow, or what do you see happening with the situation? Okay. Well, the first thing is, okay, so take a breath, and, and you're, you're, you know, you're handling this really well. I mean, you know, you're a really solid person. You're high integrity. You do what's required. I mean, it, this isn't exactly something you want to do, but it's something right. that you, your whole family has agreed to do this. It's, this is out of respect and love for your father to take care of his brother. And I get all of that energetically. Yes. So the thing is that really the situation is you may have to have your brother removed from the guardianship because, because this woman is potentially interfering with the care of your uncle. That's the first mm-hmm. thing. Okay. And this is, so just so you know, this is all intuitive. As far as, um, you know, and, and not being allowed into the home, she's not a guardian. So no. it's, I, 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 am I to understand that he's living with them? Yes. Okay. And it's his so, home. It's it, the and home it is his, his home. name. Yes. Oh, right. So yes. you have to be careful because your, you know, your brother is feeling like he's beholden to this woman. And mm-hmm. she's poisoning his head. She's basically telling him, look, we could try to take all of this, and it, we're entitled to it because we live here, because we're taking care of him. And that is not what is set up legally. So I would say do something sooner than later. Um, I would get an attorney. I would talk to the other siblings. Um, and then if you feel like your brother will be reasonable, I would talk to him. But I feel like he's not reasonable. She has brainwashed him. So mm-hmm. they're going, you know, my impression is that she wants the house. She wants the money that could yep. come from the house after the uncle passes. And, you know, know, whether she sticks with your brother or not, I actually get she probably will not. So here's the other thing. If this is all placed in a trust as part of an inheritance, she has no mm-hmm. right to any of it, even if they get married. She has no right. You have to find out what the laws are where you are. But legally, inheritances are not community property unless the money or the benefit of that is shared. Like, in other words, if I got money from an inheritance and it was written out to me, but I put it in a joint account with my spouse, then it now becomes community property. But until I put it into a joint account, it only belongs to me. So if he were to pass tomorrow and the house were to be sold and, and divided among all of you, uh, she's not entitled to any of it, even if they're married. He's entitled to it. But if he puts it in a joint account, then she's entitled to her to sharing that with him. So, but I would, I would go sooner than later because she's a problem. And my impression mm-hmm. is that your brother doesn't really want to listen. He doesn't want to hear it because she makes him feel like a million bucks. She tells him everything he wants to hear. 
Oh my God. I know I know you, you I know that a... I'm just I, I know that I'm just confirming everything you already feel. I you are you already call know you, you a earth angel. You are an earth and you have just spelled this out in layman terms to all of us on the phone that are listening. You have just interpreted just I mean from the beginning to the end, and it is exactly as you say it is. And I was just telling my sister I did not want to go in court and have to go up against him because of this woman because I don't feel like he's going to handle it because he, while his head is up in the air and, in the, you know, in her bed and all of this stuff, I have no you know, I'm not. You know, my head is not. Um, what I'm, what I'm trying to say, oh God, I'm, I'm trying, um, you know, when people are in love, they can't see. They can't see right. what's right. going on because he loves her. Right. And so here's the and, thing. And then I have to, I have to get to the next caller. And I thank you so much for right. all of that, though. Um, here's the thing. Your siblings and your intention are to take care of your uncle. That was also your twin brother's intention until he met this woman. That's the only thing that's changed. And if that's what you go to court with or talk to an attorney about, they will all see that this is exactly what it's supposed to be, that all of you are really trying to do what's best for your uncle and that allowing this woman to come in, you know, what she's doing is it's kind of an insidious energy and it's not for the uncle's benefit. It's not. You know, I, but I would start getting some, some assistance right now. There we go. Okay. Patricia, then, keep us updated. And yeah, let, let us know. Let us know how you're doing, and God bless you guys. Okay, so we're going to take our next set of calls, and we're going to start with Elma calling about career. Elma, you are live with Rebecca Fisk, your psychic next door. Hi, Rebecca. It's Elma. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. How can I help? Hi, yes. Okay, so I, you know, I totally resonate what you were saying about empowerment, your whole feel for the 25 minutes so related to what I'm, I'm going through. So in a nutshell, what happened is that I'm a speaker based on myself. I'm legally blind. And so, you know, blindness became the catalyst for me to, um, you know, use that and, and my message is to be your authentic self, which I am. And it's an everyday practice for me. And I, I walk my talk basically so basically, um, I have a presentation, and this lady invited me and then basically implied that I'm uninvited, and now she says I could come. And it's just, I felt so, I was resonated so much with what you said is that, with, you know, empowerment. And it's only when I spoke up for myself, valuing myself, that she said, okay, come on, you, you could you could be um, you could present on this, this Wednesday. I'm just wondering why is it in my, I'm in my element. I'm around holistic people. People just discount me. I just don't get it. I work so hard on. Okay. So take a breath. Okay. Take a breath. Thank you. You're, you have yeah. really wonderful energy and I totally get your intention and you're going to do amazing things. But it's okay. one step at a time. It's one step at a time. Now, I would actually say um, in this situation, uh, if you want to go because it's for you, then go. Right. But I will okay. tell you, you know, and, and let, me give you, uh, let me give you a situation that happened in my life. So okay. I met a woman who was doing, uh, she was basically working to empower women. The first time I met her, we totally hit it off. And she lived in another, in another area from me and kept telling me she wanted me to come up and speak to her groups, and she really wanted me to come and do that. And we talked about it off and on for quite a long time, and we ended up doing some trades. And every once in a okay. while, there would be, like, this really weird energy coming up around money. Anyway, long story short, yes. she invites me to come up and do a talk, and then she tells me she's going to collect email addresses from people in the audience who are interested in working with me. And then she tells me that she is expecting me to basically give me 50% of any of the wages I earn from those people forever. Wow. The people who sign up from the presentation that I give, she's asking me to to give half of the money. And I was, it's like, 
myself. I mean, this is called a relationship I've been cultivating with her for a long time. And, and mm. basically I said, no, I mean, I'll give you a referral fee for the first time, maybe even second or third time. That's it. And she said, well, then I'm not going to do it. And I said, well, that's fine. I don't do business this way. I don't, I, I earn my own business. I do an energy exchange and expect that energy to come back because I understand the laws of the universe that everything's in balance. You give and you get. That's the way it works. Yes. So, yes. so, so in that case, I said no. Right, so right. What I'm asking you is, okay. do you feel that going and giving this presentation in this environment, does it feel empowering and good for you? Or does it feel like, eh, I don't know if I really want to go? I'm, I'm in between. I'm a gray area okay. because okay. I, you know, okay. it's, 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 okay. I, I really so, want to do it for me. I definitely okay, want to do it. Then this go do it for one. you. Then do it for you okay. and know that whoever okay. you're supposed to meet in that environment, you will meet. Um, but really check yourself to see how you feel in this person's environment. And, you know, you okay. can have a conversation with her and find out. Maybe if she's willing to own up to, oh, well, I just went into some fear, then you're fine because she's being honest and authentic and you're having a valid and a real conversation. But if she doesn't own any of it, you can't work with her. So that's what well, I'm and I'm not going to definitely. Yeah. Do you okay. feel like in the next couple of months, like it's going to pick up with my life? I'm hearing and it's going to be I'm hearing it's going to be a little bit longer. Whatever it is you're working on right now, it, it, there's more preparation that's needed. But I'm hearing June to August. So things will okay. pick up for you. But, but it's, you know, you need a little bit more time. So you're doing everything right, though. Okay? So, so anyway, thank you so much thank for you. calling in. Thank you. Have a, thank you. Have a great All night. And our next caller is going to be Trish. Guess what Trish is calling about? Trish, Career? welcome. You're live with yes, Rebecca Fisher, Psychic yeah. Next Door. There you Career. go. The theme. Hi, Trish. Hi. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you? I was just curious what you were picking up around career. If you see any changes okay. or any increase. Well, in well okay. So, so let me just say right away, it's like you are so done with where you are. You're you're just over it, and you want to be doing something different. And it's you know the thing is, it's like you started out really loving what you're doing, but it's like, I feel like you feel like you're in a box. Like you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. Everything just feels really stuck right now. Um, so what I want to suggest to you is, first of all, if you want to do something different, start putting it out there. Get really clear about what it is you want to do. What does your perfect day look like? Where are you? What are you doing? What does it feel like? What kind of money are you making? And give yourself permission to dream about, well, what do I want to be when I grow up? And so go back into that place, okay? It doesn't mean you have to do anything to change it right now, but where you are feels really stuck. And so the other thing that I want to suggest is use this time because you could do this in your sleep, whatever it is you're doing right now. And so use this time to start looking at things you love to do. So either use the extra mental time that you have or the mental um, energy that you have to either learn something you've always wanted to learn or to study something else that you might want to do. Um, but do something that is for you that is empowering and loving for you. Because when we're at a job where we feel like, okay, I'm on automatic pilot and I don't really care about this anymore, um, but it'll bring in a paycheck for right now, uh, it can become almost depressing. And so it's really important that we balance the time and energy that we're, that we're expending in that kind of environment with other time and energy spent empowering and loving ourselves, okay? So as far as changes for you, I'm hearing September, October. Uh, you can make this closer, and this is something for everyone. We have free will. When I do a reading for you, I'm reading the energy that is around you based on the decisions you've made thus far. So everything that I'm reading right now is right now if you keep going exactly the way you've been going, but you can change it. So if you say, ah, oh, I don't want to wait till August or September, then change it. You get to change it now if you want to change it. We really do have free will. So, okay. But the thing is, you're a vibrant, energetic, intelligent, fun person. And that is not what you're feeling this, you know, these days. I almost feel like, okay, I'm putting on the costume because this is who I have to be in this environment now. And I feel like this is because somebody there has been threatened by you, so they're kind of trying to keep you pigeonholed so that they can feel better about themselves. You're better than this. 
you are you you are dynamic, and people feed off of what you're able to teach them and what you're able to to help them with. Um, that energy needs to come back, so you, you've got to start feeding yourself with with energy that will put you back into who you really are. Okay. Um, one other little thing that I want to acknowledge is there is some depression here, and part of it is because of COVID and everything that's happened, because it has really restricted your life in a big way. And you feel like, oh, there's no place to go. There's nothing to do. Um, it's really important for you to let yourself be upset and sad about what's happened so that you let that go and you open your heart to have energy for more joy. Okay? But you're dynamic. There's something so much better for you. And if you've been thinking about your own business, this is the time for you to put that into place. Whatever you choose to do, you will be successful because you don't really take no for an answer. <laughs> so please, please let us know how you're doing. Okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> okay. There we go. Thanks, Trish. And our next career call is Tanika. Welcome to the show. You're live with Rebecca Fisk, your psychic next door. Hi, Tanika. so much for Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. I just wanted to know um, if you see any changes in regards to my current job or a new job, um, a job that will compensate me and that that wants me there and that I'm happy at. Yeah, so right now it's, okay, so there are going to be some changes around your work, but I actually see you staying and some other people being moved out. Because, you know, what I'm seeing is that there are a couple of other people who do something very similar to what you do, but they're not actually doing, like, they're very lazy compared to to how you are. And so, um, you know, it's kind of like, it's weird because on one hand, I feel like especially one person kind of gets credit for stuff, but she's not really doing anything. So you're Mm -hmm. seeing that happening, and it's really depressing you. You know, so be patient, because I feel like as we get to June, July, um, oh, they're going to start to understand that she's not actually doing what she's supposed to be doing, and, and she may be gone. So oh, my try Lord. to be patient. If you, want, if you want to make a, a change before that, you absolutely can. Mm-hmm. But, but, but there, there are going to be changes around you, and it's going to feel a lot better where you are. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, in the meantime, if you want to do something different, Start looking for what it is you really want to do. You know, like I said earlier, um, you know, let yourself daydream about what does your perfect job look like? Where are you? What are you doing? What kind of money are you making? Really let yourself daydream about what that's going to be. Write it all down. And then start looking for opportunities that match that. If you need to get any kind of schooling or anything to help move you in that direction, you know, go ahead and look into that as well. Um, but it's up to you. You can stay and see the changes that are going to come, or, or you can start proactively looking at uh, moving into something that's more in alignment with what you really want to be doing. Because I really get that this job for you is kind of, it's a means to an end right now. This isn't really where you want to be. Um, but it's been made worse because this other person's getting recognized and she isn't even doing the work. Oh, my God. Is that, and also the people that are just horrible, they're not nice. They yeah. Just, they just, yeah. It's a, it's a job where it's a company where a bigger, more professional company grandfather it's like grandfathered in old associates oh, from, okay. you know, mm-hmm. a, a medical facility that they took over, and those people are just like stale, lazy, not professional people, and they get to work and make this money, and this company is very good, but unfortunately, the location I work in is like all these older people from the other company, and I've been there since November. I've been treated really bad, and I can't take it anymore. Yeah. I've been going on interviews. Okay. The interviews haven't offered me what I'm making now, so that's why okay, I haven't so left. Here, starting to okay. get to everything. Right, so, so take but, a breath. Take, so take a breath. The, the other thing is find out if there's another location that you could transfer to within the company. If you want to try that, you can. Uh, but the other thing is part of this is because you already feel kind of this energy and feel depleted. So when you start feeling excited about the possibility of a change, you'll start getting opportunities. So keep going. Don't quit, but go back to what could that really feel like? Start letting yourself daydream a few minutes every day. Imagine that you're getting up and you're going to a place where you feel valued and everyone's friendly and they appreciate you and they're paying you really good money. So start imagining that. You know, there's that whole saying, fake it till you make it. 
but really bring that vibration and start feeling what that feels like. Because what it does is it puts you in a happier place. It makes you feel joyful. And, and that is attractive. People go, oh, we want that energy where we are. Right now, it's like you've been so beaten down. You're tired. So wait until you have the energy to feel the joyful possibility and then go and look at these jobs. But you're going to have a good change, and it is coming. So be patient. You know, move forward if you want to move forward or wait until some of these changes happen. It's up to you, but good things are coming, so hang in there. Okay, and thank you so much for the call tonight. Thank you, Tanika. Also, a real quick reminder for everybody listening. If um, you've made it on the show and are and listening intently, but then everything you forget by the time you want to go and actually think about it, go back and listen to the show or download it on iTunes. And um, our next caller is going to be coming from, um, let's see here, we got Catherine calling about relationships tonight. Catherine, you are live with Rebecca, your psychic next door. And Rebecca, we have four minutes. Okay. Hi, Thank Catherine. So How can I help? Um, Thank you. Yes, I was wondering if you see a future with Paul and I, please. Okay, one second here. Thanks. Okay, so, you know, it's, 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 Paul's more slow than you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually get the impression that, that the relationship may end, but it would be because you're the one who decided that you don't want to wait anymore. So, because he, you know, when you're with him, everything's fine, but in between, he's kind of wishy-washy sometimes, and it leaves you wondering, and so you may get to the place where you say, you know what, I want something that's more, like, I want to feel like it's more defined than what's happening here. Um, I do see that you guys could be together for a long time, as long as you're already happy with the way that it is, because I don't see it changing anytime soon. He's comfortable. He doesn't, he doesn't really want to change it. So, as long as you're okay with it the way that it is. Okay. Um, Yeah. So, you know, it's whatever you, whatever you choose with this, but you have to be really content. If you're not, then you'll start to resent it. I see. Okay. Okay. So yeah, he cares about you. He does care. It's just, um, he moves more slowly than, than how you'd like to move. So anyway, Um, Garrett, I want to get, okay. Yeah. And thank you, Catherine, so much. Thank you, Catherine. Uh, I want to go ahead yeah, and your, get to my email, email question really quickly. Very Two and quickly. a half minutes. Okay. So, yes. So, this comes from Christy. Thank you so much, Christy, for the question. And she wants to know if her brother Joe is okay. So, what I'm getting, Christy, is that, you know, Joe's kind of in a predicament. I, my impression is, you know, he's with his family. He goes back and forth in this relationship with his wife. I kind of get the impression that, you know, maybe he married her. The family wasn't real thrilled about him marrying her because they felt like she had ulterior motives. Um, but he's totally in love with her. But he's now that they've been together for a while, he's starting to question whether or not this is really the right thing for him. But he is kind of too proud to say anything to the family, so he just kind of stays in this situation, but he's feeling a little disconnected from everybody right now. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if you're not really hearing from him right now. I almost feel like he may be a little bit embarrassed, Um, you know, kind of he doesn't want the family to say, I told you so. Um, So he's just still trying to make the best of everything right now. Um, I also feel like there are kids involved, and so he wants to be there with the kids, and he realizes that if he were to try to make any changes, she wouldn't let him see the kids. So he's doing okay, but he's a little bit depressed. Um, and again, a little embarrassed. So if you feel so inclined, reach out to him and just say, hey, just want you to know I'm thinking about you and I love you. And just kind of send those to him every once in a while. Um, I feel like you guys have a good relationship and that he does feel like if he really needed to talk to somebody, he could talk to you. So um, just keep reminding him that you love him. But, you know, for the most part, he is okay. He's just kind of embarrassed and a bit down about the fact that the relationship isn't what he had hoped it would be. So I hope that helps. Um, Okay, so where are we, Garrett? <laughs> it's time to say goodbye. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, thank you, everybody, so much for tuning in tonight. I really appreciate each and every one of you. I love my work, and it's a privilege, so thank you for giving me the opportunity to do it. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. If you have a question but don't want to talk on the air, send an email to Rebecca at IamRebecca.com. And uh, have a great week, and I'll see you next Sunday. Garrett, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, my dear. Have a great night, everybody. Good night, everybody. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.